Join us on Faith in the Fast Life for inspiring stories of faith and action sports. Explore the exciting intersection of faith and extreme sports with top athletes and thought leaders. So grab your gear and come along for the ride as we discover the ultimate rush of faith in the fast life. Welcome, Faith and Fast Life family. We are uh, here for yet another episode, following up the John Parkinson episode uh, from Supercross. And we have the Spinnikin family here with us. Uh, the Waymaker bus made their way all the way to Pueblo, Colorado. We're sitting in the office. Um, so excited to have you guys. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, we've been to the west side of Colorado, but 10% is not the The south. The southeast is the desert versus the mountains for sure. But I guess if you go far enough west, you hit more desert over there. So that's up time in Grand Junction, which we hear just like the other slope of. Yeah, that's the opposite of it's Pueblo on the western slope. Like to be better to them or? You know, I guess it's better than the Greeley comparison. So either way, you know, Pueblo, Colorado, it's our it's our home. It's where God has us and, and yeah. we're able to do some cool things out of here. But Man, we're just excited to have you guys here. I uh, didn't see this coming, so super excited that you reached out on social media. And uh, you guys are here. came from the Dallas area. Uh, tell us about your journey. Well, we um, had been on the road for about two years. We left this year in November, and last year we left in December. And so we spent time in Michigan this past summer getting the bus more built out and um the original launch of our bus in December of been 21. Um, I mean, we really didn't have anything finished on the bus. They left with just a shell. And so we really needed to come back. And, and that was time to rest and see family and friends again. So about two years we've been doing this. We you know, thought our lives. The last June through November. Yeah. Back in Michigan with family. So, yeah, Michigan is home then. So, when you guys aren't in the bus, is there a home in in Michigan, like a brick and mortar home? Or? No, we still have our house to do this. So, we prayed about an apartment where we live in northern Michigan is like super competitive for homes and apartments, and so God forbid an apartment for two months for us to go to the bus, and then we moved back in the bus. But we worked on it, which was interesting. Right with it. But we have family. I mean, like if we needed somewhere to stay, they would make it. So let's let's go back in time a little bit. Like let's let's go. You guys both grew up in Michigan. Yep. So I am three hours south of Aaron and Grand Rapids, Michigan, and so we met like Corbin nineteen eighteen something. Correction, twenty. Yeah. Um. So then when we got married, I moved up to Traverse City, and so we've been there. On the married 13, 14, 14 years in the south. Feels like home. Yeah, right. So, so going back to that, three hours apart, met at a young age. But did you grow up in church? I did. Yeah. So my um, grandpa's a pastor. My dad's a pastor's kid. So um, I got to hear about his rebellious side. I got to hear about the love of Jesus and fast Jesus in my heart at age six. And so I really don't remember not being a Christian, but I didn't feel like I owned it until. Right around the time that I met Aaron, it was I went through some heartache in a relationship in college, and it was 
I think it was a good wake up call because I was wandering at that time. And so I think it was like a good reset and like, I need to get back with the Lord and be serious in my faith. Um, and so then I owned my faith then and, and got to just want biblical priorities and things like that. So, and ever since then, it's been just. So you learned from maybe your dad as a PK, learned maybe what not to do. So it kept you away from those, the rebellious stuff. I had hoped that for all of my kids, but so far we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they purposely shared stories and I think everybody's got to work out their own faith. And, um, it's not like I made great choices either, you know, right. Where he had to make his choices, but I didn't make awesome ones. Huh? Well, since six, made it through some heartache at a young age, and then somewhere along the way, Aaron came in. Hopefully, God, God kind of opened that door. And tell me, about, how about you, Aaron? Do you grow up in faith too? It's similar. We we grew up, yeah, in a Christian family, both parents and just family, and but similar, it wasn't really lived out a whole lot, you know, until later on. I, I would say right around when we met each other, it's kind of when we both started kind of digging in a little bit more. Okay. And well, right after we met each other, I signed up to go to YWAM in Australia. You signed up before we met. And so I met him summer 2007. We have three months to get into each other. And then he was gone for six months. So it was kind of like... It felt kind of crazy, but I think it was God's timing. Yeah. Right. Well, that's kind of cool too, though, right? Because you spend three months together, get to know each other, and then you have to take this break. And it's kind of that, oh, was this meant to be or not? Kind of ring. And obviously, it was God's plan. So, how was that? How was YWAM? Was that pretty wild in Australia? Kind of cool experience? Good experience. Yeah. I've learned a lot of different different things. You know, um, it's the first time being away from family for six months. That was pretty big. You know, after becoming an adult and learning how to do things on our own. And yeah, that's kind of what started off this journey, I think, was it was a um, surf focused discipleship training school. Oh, really? So we did a lot of surf. So ocean surf in, in Australia with YWAM. Okay. And then we did some skate stuff as well and um, surf cops, skate cops, and just loving on kids and in the neighborhood and right that's kind of so we got a little bit of your background like with christ and you were a young age like and it's you gave your heart to the lord at six and and we say that and then we walk through some life and at some point in time i think we actually truly accept god in our heart we say we do at one point we truly do at another point were you about the same age did you do that at a young age or was that I was for a young age probably right around eight. i don't know it's in eight okay probably when i Got baptized and, but yeah, is it a lofter? Did you guys grow up in a certain denomination? Like, what was the what was the background of my early years? I was in Lutheran church, and then um, probably around seven or eight, we switched to a non-denominational. Okay, and you were always done. And yeah, I was non-denominational. Always done. I Yeah, it's just always interesting to. I mean, I think the listeners curious too. That we have listeners from. Catholic to Lutheran to AG all over the place. So see school. Like that's what I love so much is is the relationship factor, not the religion part of it. And so what's your relationship with Christ look like? But we've heard a little bit that at a young age. Like how about I mean obviously you guys are 
doing some action sports type ministry, you're showing up at skate parks, you're doing the thing. Like, what's your background in action sports? Like, where did where did that all come from? Like, did you grow up in that as well? Yeah. So I grew up doing like, like um, traditional traditional sports. Yes, soccer, and I did a little bit of volleyball and basketball. But I have always loved athletics, and so. In college, I took all of my, like, PE credits, like, the first freshman year, and I was really bummed, but I realized, like, maybe there's something to that. And so I, in the early years, I went to um, get my certification in personal training and, and taught Pilates and all that in my young adult life. But I grew up going to Colorado to ski, downhill skiing. Um, when I met him, he taught me to snowboard. And then when I met him, I also learned how to wake surf, um, now we love to rock climb. So we just, we tell everybody we love just about everything. Like we're a jack of all trades, but doesn't mean we're great. Not anything. to the club, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Like we're immersed in action sports, but I'm definitely not a professional at any of them. So, yeah. but still enjoy it all the same, right? That's cool. I think I was probably about five years old. I started snow skiing. And then in teenage years, we started, my brother and I and my cousin, started wakeboarding and snowboarding. That was kind of our initiation into action sports. And if we couldn't snowboard or wakeboard, we would uh, skateboard or try to surf in the lake. And Wales, were you filming surf on the Great Lakes? Did you know that? <laughs> I actually did do that. I, I think I, I think I heard that along the way. Something. Yeah, that's, you know. A little cold. Yeah. You can't compare it to the ocean, but it. Sure, right? Yeah. yeah, but fun all the same, right? I mean, it should be done. I mean, it's kind of like the mountains in Ohio. Yeah. And really the county that, like Traverse City area north of that, Leelanau County, is like really known for being active in Michigan. And so I just felt like it's part of the culture. And yeah, whether we're hiking or biking or, you know, everybody's part of playing hockey, it's just, yeah, we just love it. So so, so hockey fans from there, did you ever play hockey too? Not not like on a team or anything, but yeah, I was do pond hockey and roller hockey and hey. the dismantle gridling just were actually good. And... Right when they're actually so. Do you guys are you Red Wings fans? We were back at, back in the day. At, we really don't pay much attention. To... I mean, I should be watching it. Like the Grand Rapids Grew fans is like the local team is fun to watch. Like, but we don't keep track of it. We always say, well, Darren McCarty has done this podcast with us. So for all you listeners, if you didn't catch D-Mac on an episode, you have to scroll backwards and catch Darren McCarty on, on Faith in the Fast Life with us. But as in the real reason, we kind of got a little history of you guys. You met at a young age, you know, had your separation, God brought you back together, and now you have three kids with the fourth on the way, and you're living out of a bus while traveling the world. How did we get here? Tell me more. Traveling the continental U.S. <laughs> I like to correct people. I, I will say that you were traveling the world with the kingdom mind. You're traveling through the world. Yes. Yeah. And really each state and each part of the state offers like different cultures. So it's been really cool to just experience different denominations. And yeah. So yeah, exposed to so much. But how we got here, that's like the long, that's the long process. We're looking on telling that story if you want to start. Yeah, um, so I think it kind of, I would say it started in 2020 with the pandemic. 
and that we had about a month that we were shut down from work and so I spent a lot of time at home with the kids and we just really enjoyed that time together and felt like we needed to do something different and we didn't know what that meant at that point so over the it was about a year process that we kind of that God shaped that desire with us I mean just before COVID hit he and I did a cross-country trip and traveled and loved it we didn't have the kids with us then and so we came home like February 2020 like like let's go back let's take the kids like this is so awesome and then everything shut down and so we just felt this longing to to travel but also be together as a family and um the spiritual side of things is also shaping um I think for me during during quarantine I just felt like this longing to be with the body and like it was pretty strict in Michigan so the separation was really hard and I just found myself you know crying out to God and just worshiping him and just thinking about how like being united is such a beautiful thing as the body of Christ and I just felt the spirit preparing me for something and you know I didn't know what that was yet but um, it was just like a craving, a calling that was on my heart. Yeah, I think we just yes, we started kind of getting—I don't know what you'd call it—a anxiousness in our spirit to to move and do something. And one thing led to the next, and we we were trying to find a new job or something that we could be more flexible and be able to spend more time as family. And that kind of brought up sort of the missions side of it. Um, I press back. Okay. Yeah, I think um, just like watching the change in Aaron. So like we knew we wanted more family time. We wanted to travel and like the spirit was working. But seeing the transition in Aaron's spirit was like, oh, there's something really big here because we felt restless. We didn't know what it was. And so we played it out in our heads like a million different ways of different things we can do. And he did apply for a different job in that. And, you know, that ended up being a closed door. And to us, we were kind of frustrated. Like, this makes sense on paper. Why wouldn't we do this? Um, well, with that job, it was going to allow us a little bit more time to have family time and start up some ministry stuff. So when that got shut down, we're kind of like, what does that mean now? What what are we supposed to do? Right. So what were you doing, like, like pre-COVID, what what was the job that you were doing that you quit? I was worried that you got shut down, but working in a boat dealership, I was a marine technician in fiberglass. class. What kind of work guy? So that was kind of a little bit of a, more of a back, our backstory, how we kind of felt like we were brought back into the action sports world. Because mm-hmm. I had that job for about, four or five years okay before that we grew up on charity and apple farm so we were farming was deep in our roots and right your family yeah yeah so then so then covid hits you get laid off from the mastercraft dealership right and so what was the what was the job that you thought was going to be the open door i was going to be um a farm job as well manage a farm that was had had time off in the winter and so you could go do ministry in the winter and travel in the winter and but hustle all summer long. And so when God shut that door, you were frustrated, but 
Then what? Yeah. So in that, I think we spent a lot of treasure. Yeah. I mean, he is guiding us here somewhere. We right. started, I think, to get more serious, like thinking we started praying and fasting. And I felt like the Lord told me three things of sell the house, buy the bus, and have Aaron quit his jobs. It's that he had a two side jobs and as well as this boat job. And so I, it didn't make sense. Like, okay, realistically, we would keep the job in the house and get the bus and remodel the house. Then we would, you know. Right. But, You'd do it your way. Yeah. Yeah. If, if I lay it out. Yeah. yeah, the way of the world. If I wait out the way, I want it to work. Yeah. And, and you know, God doesn't work logically to us. Right? Not with our logic. No. no. Um, and so, you know, in that image, I felt like there's an image of an anchor, and he just showed, like, how the anchor has chains, different chains that are connected to it. And they were being released, and it was being set free in a way, like, you're being released from this area or, you know, this this life, this even. And so seeing the change in Herod's spirit about the skate ministry, escape community was a huge. Yeah. It just came to a point where I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And it was just, it actually was distracting me from work. I was just consuming my, my thoughts of doing this ministry. And so when we, I said, we, we got to do something about this. Yeah. When he called me from work, like, I don't know, it was the middle of the day. Normally I have to text him multiple times to get a response because he was like in the boats and like messing with the Indians and all that. And so to get a response from him was a big deal. But then he called me in the middle of the day and he was like really emotional. And I was like, what's going on? And he said that he just could not stop thinking about this gate community. And the Holy Spirit was just laying on him big time. And so it was like, that was a wake up call for me. Like, oh, this is serious. This and this is before or after COVID now? This is after. So you you got laid off for the brief period of time, but now you've gone back to work. But God's still kind of pushing this issue. The Holy Spirit's got it on your heart. Yeah. Okay. Now let's bring up 21. Yeah. The timeline gets a little fuzzy. Yeah. I try to really understand. Why <laughs> we went and started looking at options and bought a school bus and... And you were in communication with your boss a little bit. We started started talking with my boss that there were teachings coming down the pipeline that we didn't know what it looked like, but yeah. we, we bought the bus and then I felt God saying, well, it's time to quit quit work, get get to full time on renovating the bus thing. So. And sell the house. Put in two weeks and yeah, we, we, we spent about a month. Picturing yeah. up the house. I mean, the murder of Ali Berhat then, like, thank you. Just giving him a pushy plus. So I think, it, you know, the timeline was I understood why God was saying no for selling the house. Like, as much as I wanted to, like, let's just put it on Airbnb. Like, we can just rent it. Like, why do we have to get rid of it, you know? But now that Nick could manage no, all of that. Financially, no. And, and just mentally, too. Just, right. I just, I knew I was trying to be like find my own way but god was very gracious and he never like stopped being clear about the sell the house but he i felt like he gave me that time to wrestle with it right um and he yeah really blessed us through that time we you know quitting the job first was seemed totally backwards you know she'd sell the house and get the profits so that we live off of that before i quit i quit and he provided for us until 
the profit came in from the house. And yeah, he has like back pay that checks. Just I didn't even yeah, I realized that yeah. there was some commission back pay that I had that paid for all our time in between the wild well, sale. And yeah, it was pretty awesome. But we backtracked though, because in that in the spring, like when we were still trying to formulate, like what is a state change ministry? What does that look like? We got connected with um, Melanie um, in Battle Creek, Michigan, who does a skate ministry. She's a director of Battleground Skate House, and we got connected with her, who connected us with the Grind Skate Conference, and that kind of opened up our whole world for yeah, so skate the ministry. District skate went to the skate conference in September. 21 and that was just we didn't know what to expect we were quite nervous you showing up as old people that adults skate very well but no i think you know these, these guys are really good yeah so we're professional you know right so we were pretty intimidated but they just welcomed us and it just felt like family instantly and they're incredible cool all of a sudden you have family all across the whole country and even a couple other countries. Yeah. So great connector and, and really just watched us. Right. Well, that's awesome. So so you go to the Grindskate conference, get the bus. How old were the kids when you guys first started? Moving four, six and eight, I think. So you've been on the road for two years now? No? This is so tell us like, I mean, what does it look like? Like you guys leave Michigan, rolling down the road. What's the plan? Where are you going? Where you, where do you head? How do you decide where to go next? Tell us, tell us those inner workings. I think that twenty. The first, the first. Yeah, they started first. Like they were launch. Kind of didn't know what we were doing, so kind of we're waiting for God to call us to a specific thing, and we just said, I think we need to just get out on the road. And we called up uh, Judd Heald, and he said, Yeah, I got a project going on. He'd come about about it, out about. Yeah, he was expanding his indoor park, and he's in St. Joe, Missouri. Yeah, we went to Missouri and spent a few days with him and helped lay the foundation for expansion of his training facility, and um, the doors just kind of started opening up from there, I think. Yeah, so I joined D Group, which is a discipleship, like, online bottle study with women, and there's men skirts too, but... It was 2018 when I joined, and I um, am still part of it. And so these women are a part of the group, but they're all over the U.S. as well. And so, thankfully, they've been through me, with me through this whole journey, and haven't pulled us through crazy. And so when I said, you know, that we were going to go to Missouri, um, there was a gal who lived in Missouri and said, actually, the next three weeks we're going to be in Florida, and her house is empty. Did you guys want to stay there? Because they knew the bus wasn't done. And so it was just kind of a cool, like, we said yes to, to go on and, and God. The procedures are yes to go help out Judd. I mean, we left and we'd had a bus without beds. It was just yeah. a construction mess. And then we're able to get yeah, blessed with staying in that house and we're able to build a few things in the bus before yeah. we got farther down the road. Right. So you just went. So the first stop is Judd's house. Up with the project. Where'd you go from there? Kind of worked our way southwest. I mean, we went to Oklahoma and Texas, but in that area, you know, we were thinking skate ministry. So in Oklahoma, we went to um, Forgiven Skate Church and um, 
there was another family that we met at the grind, so we connected with them at their Hope on the Starry Skate ministry in Norman, of Oklahoma. And then Texas, there was a family that we knew that we were visiting. An old family friend from back home that moved to Texas. They invited us um, to stay at their church that had a nice parked lot that we were able to uh-huh. stay for a few more weeks and get some more more work done in the bus before we yeah. headed farther west. But we went to a few skate parks there and, and we met some people and got to connect with them and we share the gospel and um and this time around it's been it was a really cool story because we went to that same church in um the same area south of Dallas and that whole thing was crazy with these last few weeks this season. But Dallas has a lot of cool skate parks and I think Dad's doing some big stuff there. So yeah. Good. It's awesome. I wonder if we were established there last year so we'd come back and do the work that we did this year, if that makes sense. Yeah, that felt like last year's the trip was kind of getting established and making the connections. Yeah. Getting our vision. And kind of getting places that we know are safe, comfortable to be able to park and uh-huh. getting our bases set across the country. So we've been able to now go back and revisit some of those. Right. It's been really, really beneficial. Uh-huh. Yeah, so you've been so back to Texas. So how about on this trip? Like, where, where, when you took off on this one, where did you start out? The last trip, we, you know, we went farther west, and then we went all the way to the east coast and down to Florida, and then back home. So then this year, we went down to Florida. It was our first. No, we went to Southern Michigan. Don't forget about it. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Yeah, we had to go through a little. We have family, and then the skate connections, and um, there's Malchus, and then there's the Battleground Skate House. And so we had some really great time with them. The director, Melanie, that I mentioned earlier, we were able to help her with some projects at her house. And really, our heart is just like, wherever you need us, Lord, um, connected with the skate community, how can we love and serve the already established communities? give them encouragement, give them connections, give them affirmation, and just bless them, like whether it's a construction project or making a meal or fellowshipping or just praying over them, um, just encouraging them because I think a lot of times in ministry, there's a lot that's unseen and there's a lot of burnout. out. And so, yeah, it looks a little different everywhere we go. So it's kind of... It got worked. Yeah, our clientele this year. With once we spend about a month down in Florida, was right nature, and we're able to help with the hurricane relief. Oh well, I mean, they had a intern house that had gotten flooded. That well, just before we got there, they started demolishing it, and mm-hmm. we got there and were able to help rebuild it for about three weeks. The month that doesn't matter. Out, they worked on it. It was pretty intense, but. It was perfect timing, and we felt like that happens quite a bit. Like, we show up, and we just kind of like, hey, we're here. We don't really have a full picture of what we're doing. But then kind of, like, God puts it all together, and right. there's purpose in our being there, you know. So it was cool to see that. And So what would you say, like, your guys' is like, I mean, what is your... If we had to think business, I was like, what is your mission statement? I mean, obviously the name, the Waymaker Bus, which I'd love to hear the story about how that came to be. Obviously, we know Jesus is the Waymaker, but um, 
Like what? I mean, what is it? I mean, it's called escape ministry, but like, what? What would you say? What's the? What's the thing that that you do? I know God opens it and may change it every time, but what in that original vision? What was it? We're going to go do this. You know, vision was to be available. Um, I think an easy way to describe it would be that we're missionaries to the ministries in the local cities, uh-huh. um, giving rest and, and encouragement for maybe. Sort of come in and help make the way. And make, make connections. Yeah. That's not my, one of my favorite sayings, like the family that we met in Dallas this season. Um, I don't know if we have time to hold, tell the whole story, but um, our bus was in the shop and we were stuck, quote unquote, and we, it was a whole fiasco with the shop. I won't give into that, but during that time, we kind of toured the skate parks and we ended up meeting this family with three kids. And the first day that we saw them, they didn't seem like super wanting to talk. And that's okay. Like you get something different at every park, but I don't think we were ready to talk to them that much either. Yeah. I mean, I, we talked to the younger girl and gave her a sticker and stuff. But the funny thing was the next day we went to another park and there they were again. And so it just kind of seemed like it's a middle of a weekday. You know, these kids probably homeschool. Like, yeah, we start talking to them with them. They, yeah, they, they homeschooled as well. And they, I mean, they, they were driving from an hour, hour and 20 minutes away sure. in the skate park. So it wasn't normal that they would be at this, both the same skate parks that we were at. Um, yeah. This guy kind of led us together. And yeah, the night before, so the dad, his mark, and he was looking at his phone, trying to figure out what park to go to. Because they like to reach out to kids too, like, hey, do you need anything and share about Jesus? And and so he just felt compelled that he was supposed to go to this park. And so it was just kind of a cool, like, that was totally God, divine appointment, you know. And so in that, we were able to share with them about the skate community and the grind conference. Like, they had no idea that they were just out there doing it, doing their thing, going to parks, reaching out to kids, loving on kids, being available to the Lord. And it was so cool to tell them, like, dude, you're not alone. Like, there's a whole community of people doing the same thing, and we want to stand behind you. We want to support you. And he just put his submission in for a grant um, to put an indoor park at his local community. And so it was just a really cool, like, we want to pray for that. We want to see that happen. And and it's actually called the Grime. That's what he put for the name for the indoor part so yeah it just seemed like a cool god connection and they were really thankful to to be connected in that way um there's a lot more to the story about just what they've been through but so tell me how the the name the waymaker bus came about it's got to be a good story yeah i felt like there was like a couple of things that kind of worked itself out but um so melanie the one that we mentioned earlier about um you know, being our first connection to the skate community, she came over the summer that we were trying to figure everything out. She was up north in our area, and she came over for a bonfire and really just sat with us and talked with us, and she was just so loving and present and and kind, for, you know, and available for us to ask questions. And she's like, you, you know, you really should come to this conference, and we're still hesitating. And when she prayed over us, she prayed Isaiah thirty twenty one, And at the time, it, I kind of heard it, you know, 
but the kids were running around crazy and being loud. And so that kind of, I felt like planted a seed. And then one day we were listening to the worship song that came out by Christopher. Mm -hmm. They sang the yeah. flame letter song. It was a difference on a video that I was watching that he mentioned wave maker that just stuck in my head and I said, I think we want to go with this. Yeah. So we were, we were praying about it. We only were set on it. It was right after the closing of our house. I was saying, right. Probably when, when we show up, show up at, at church on Sunday and first song they sing is Waymaker. And oh, our belts just bawling and like, this is it. This is it. Yeah. And you know, going through the whole selling that house is a stressful thing. Very stressful. So we were just really having a hard time with that. And yeah. You know, when that we heard that song it just felt peace. Yeah. Yeah. We felt that the family that was gonna own our house was gonna be the right family and Yeah. Turns out that they're also Christian family and Yeah, that whole thing is so cool about our house. Like it's such a god very cool how she worked fell out. Mm-hmm. Made the way. I, for the listeners, and I just want you to think about this for a minute. Like you have your home base set up, you have a job, you have three kids, you have a routine, you have everything going exactly as it's supposed to be, and you feel a stirring in your heart. You know, are you going to listen to it? Are you are you paying attention to it? Are you truly being still enough to hear what God's telling you? Or are you taking time to fast? Are you taking time to? really hit your knees in prayer and, and plead with God and say, hey, what is this stirring? Where are we going? And and then you you choose to do it. Like, not too many Christians, not too many people, I don't think, make the leap that you guys have made. And I, I think it's awesome. I think it's great what you guys are doing. But I want the listeners to sit in that for a minute. Think about it. God says it's time for you to go. Are you going? Are you truly obedient to what he's calling on your life? Um, are you slowing down enough to hear him? That's my big thing, right? Fast life ministries. Like, am I, am I taking enough time to slow down and truly hear what God's telling me? Or am I just jumping? So, but I think it's awesome what you guys do. Um, it's great. Uh, the, the journey is so cool. Um, how can, you know, our listeners, how can they follow you guys? Like what's the, you know, social medias and all those things. Tell them how to get hold of you. Now for Waymaker, um, it's at Waymaker underscore bus. Um, we do a lot of updates there. And then we each have our own personal Facebook. Yeah. And we got links on there to the blog, John. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. If they want to partner with us to the Venmo um, of Aaron's, Venmo is on, I think, the Instagram bio. And then we have a blog, too, which I can give you the information for that as a password and stuff. So. Honestly, we're not great at updating any of them. Exactly. <laughs> we try, and we're not great at keeping up with our family and our friends. So it's, yeah, it's just crazy. And honestly, I was sharing with a friend, like, it talks about in Scripture, I think in John, where it says, Jesus did all of these miracles, but there's so much that you couldn't even fill, like, a full Bible with all the things Jesus did while he was here on earth. I forget the Scripture. I'm, I'm bad with that, but... It kind of reminded me of like, there's so much that we've seen God do and see him provide and seen the ways that he's faithful and how he's shown up and how he's loved us. And like, we just can't even write it all down. <laughs> so 
Um, so we try to hang on to the the big things and share what we can. But... Well, I encourage all the listeners to you know follow the follow the journey, good or not. But get a Hollywood. Are you guys five hundred one c three or there? Uh, no, not yet. Yeah, yeah. Working on that, praying on what direction yeah. before yeah. partner with ministry or get our own five one c three. Uh huh. Yeah. Which I keep praying for about. Well, listeners, let's help and pray for that and uh, go from there. Guys, one of the things I always do at the end of these podcasts is if there's one thing that you want the listeners to, to grab a hold of, what's just one thing that you want to leave them with? That's a tough one. And then you tell us on the spot. No. <laughs> it's always like that. Yeah. I always put you on the spot with something. I would say just kind of what you were saying, like one of the, the verses that really spoke to me in being on this journey was, um, when he spoke to Abraham, this is in Genesis, like leave your father and mother and go to the land that I tell you and and do it because he is faithful and he he follows through every time. And, you know, he's like that song says that he's not going to fail and he's not going to start now, you know. And so he's it's not easy. We've run into so many bumps in the road, trust me, and challenges. But the refinement and the fruit from that and seeing the the fruit from a community we've met and, and our marriage and um it's worth it it really is worth it yeah i think i would say to anyone that you know having those feelings of a stirring in their heart you know lean into that step step into it and step out in faith and you know, take a chance god, god will correct your ways if, if you're not on the right path he'll show you all right but yeah. you, you got to make that that step let him be the lord of your life very not perfection oh no 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 I'll make mistakes we, i think uh the abraham's a good verse okay i've uh done a sermon on that not too long ago but you know for the listeners who are familiar with that again like um yeah it was before he was abraham he was abram and he was very well to do he, i mean he would have been considered rich in his homeland you know flocks of sheep and cattle and all of the things that basically meant he was a millionaire living on top of the hill and God said go go to this land and he listened just like you guys did so I just wonder like oh, is it Sari what was she and Sari Sarah May at that point like what was that conversation like <laughs> right <laughs> yeah hey uh by the way we're leaving all this behind and uh, we're going over to the desert where there's nothing but God's got our back right how many of us today go Oh, yeah, okay, no problem, sounds good. But that's why uh, sometimes things are good things, but they're not necessarily God things. So just make sure it's a God thing. But, guys, thank you so much for being here. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, to all the listeners, you know, if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you're following these guys at the Waymaker Bus. Waymaker underscore bus. Uh, like this, share it, comment on it, do all those things to help us. Continue to share these testimonies and stories with with other people. But uh, for our listeners, catch us on the next one. God bless. Have an amazing day. Thanks.